welcome to the Women With Fire podcast. I am Michelle Gifford. I am Sarah Allred. God is calling women around the world to stand up and make a difference. We call this your quest. God needs you. Learn from other women who are navigating their own quests. And through this podcast, light that fire as you embark upon your own. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. We are so glad to be here. Um, this is season six, you guys. And if you listened to yesterday, not yesterday's, last week's episode, um, we, we kind of hinted what the theme of season six is going to be. But today we're diving in deep. We're talking about covenants and we are not just talking. We talk, I think sometimes like we stop listening when we hear covenants because it seems like too much and it's only for the temple. But that is not true. We are bringing it into real life every day. And covenants can often just seem really broad. If your feeling of covenants is, it's promises that I've made with the Lord, and that's where you pause, you, it's okay. We have all felt that way, that it's kind of a broad thing. So we have just noticed a little bit of chatter, so to speak, about that like covenants are the new thing to tackle. People, let's tackle covenants. There's a lot of people speaking about it and talking about it. There are books out about it. So let's learn. And I think, Michelle, if you will please revamp where we got this idea from Tim Ballard's amazing book, The Washington Hypothesis, and even like reread that little section that talks about like, why, why are we focusing on covenants? Because it's really because of George Washington. He is the man of the hour in season six. He really is. Sorry, Nephi, move over for a minute, but we're talking about George. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, we've been, we both read uh, the Washington Hypothesis, which connects how did Washington know about the covenant of America? And we know in the Book of Mormon, um, America is a promised land. It's where God's going to send his covenant people. And in this book, it makes the case for um, George Washington having a knowledge of the covenant that was going with America. And because there is like no way that they could have won the Revolutionary War without God. Uh, George Washington and this, and another man who was in, I can tell you what the man's name is, Charles Thompson. They were, he was Secretary of the Continental Congress. And after the war was over, they were going to get together and write a book. So Washington, who was on the battlefront the whole time, and then, um, and then Charles Thompson, who was he was like aware of all of the things that were happening in the government, you know, Tim, and they were going to write a book together and about the revolution and about why they won. And so they started writing it and they realized that they actually could not write it because they like put all of the facts of like what happened on the battlefield and they put all of the facts of what happened in the government. It did not add up to winning the revolution. And they realized that the only reason they won is because of divine providence, as they called it, or God and the covenants they kept to be able to have those blessings in their lives. And George Washington did 
things completely different than most people did on the battlefield. So what happened, right, we have the revolution. So we not only have England, but they also hired people to fight, so mercenaries. And England comes in and then there's the Hessians and Hessians are mercenaries, fighters. They just get paid to fight and they come on the battlefield. They are like our Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs. <laughs> Why did that sound wrong when I said it? Um, they are trained just to fight. That's what they're doing. And they should have definitely lost against these people. But there was a key difference. George Washington was always praying. He was every Sunday, he had all of his people in church uh, while the Hessians and the, they, they had like entourages of women um, and they had those kinds of things happening in their ranks and Washington would have none of it. When they won, they fasted in thanks to God and asking for him to take away their impurities and to make them more pure and more available to this covenant. And so I'm going to read you this quote. I read it on last episode, but it's so good. And I want you to apply this to the revolution, but I also want you to apply this to you and where you stand with your quest. Never was a cause more important or glorious than that which you are engaged in. Not only your husbands, your children, and distant posterity, but humanity at large. The world of mankind are interested in it. For if tyranny should prevail in this great country, we may expect liberty will expire throughout the world. Therefore, more human glory and happiness may depend upon your exertions than ever yet depended upon any of the sons of men. And the reason why, that's the end of the quote, and the reason why this is true, if America were not free, then the gospel could not have been restored and temples could not be on the earth. And that is actually the whole of it, right? We have to get temples because we need to make covenants to bind ourselves with God and to allow for those blessings to come. And it would not have happened without the revolution. And if you read anything about the revolution, you will see God's hand all over it because it's the only way they won is because of some crazy weather events like that just kept happening, you know, coincidentally, not coincidentally, but divine providence as they called it. And it's an interesting thing because we see that there, they were up against the fiercest of odds. The darkness was closing in. There was probably no chance that they won, right? That they would win. And they did because of their covenants with God. And that's how it is with us. The darkness is closing in, my friends. You feel it. You feel it as you send your kids out. You feel it as you are on, you know, watching any TV and you look at the world. But the reality is, as Sherry Dew once said, the darkness is our opportunity. And we need to hold fast to those covenants so that we can have the power that God is willing to grant us. This is fantastic. And something that just stuck out to me when you were saying that, that I'm unprepared a little bit <laughs> to say eloquently, dang it, is that these people who were battling, who were covenant keepers, when the weather was coming in and doing these coincidental crazy things, they recognized it. They were qualified to recognize it. And it is a glorious life to be living in a way in which you recognize God in the everyday. And I feel like that is one of the greatest blessings in my life right now is simply seeing God in the everyday because the opposite of that is seeing the horror in the everyday. And there is a lot of it. There is a lot of it, and it is sneaking into our homes in so many ways that the covenants 
will bring that perspective and that recognition that God is with me. God is with my family. And I just think that is so powerful. And I am so like, I bear my testimony of that. I am so grateful that that can be part of our day to day. Now, as you know, I love bringing the bluntness to the table and I want this podcast to include those who are questioning as well. We welcome seekers. We welcome seekers um, at the Women with Fire. And so if you are someone who has struggled with questions regarding your covenants, then let's give you a little bit of motivation to jump on board, okay? A little bit of motivation. The first thing is you are going to see God more if you trust and obey those covenants, even when you are still seeking and even when things are, things are puzzling to you. But can I give you this powerful quote from... Drum roll, Winston Churchill. He's going to be another man of the hour. Okay. Here is what he says To each, there comes in their lifetime a special moment when they are figuratively tapped on the shoulder and offered the chance to do a very special thing, unique to them and fitted to their talents. What a tragedy if that moment finds them unprepared or unqualified for that which could have been their finest hour. Winston. (laughs) I have chills. I love you, Winston. Oh my gosh. And again, this is not something I prepared. Thank you, God, for being in my life today, that we do not want to be left unprepared for those great, great moments. And one of the things that Michelle and I have discussed a lot about covenants is we feel like there just are not a lot of guarantees in life. There are not there. There's just no guarantee whether it's buying a house or moving without the truck breaking down or, uh, you know, I mean, you name it showing up on black Friday, stress people, no guarantees. (laughs) Okay. I mean, we're joking here, but there are guarantees with the Lord. And that brings a lot of peace to me that there really are ways that I can guarantee that I am prepared and qualified for when I am tapped on the shoulder and offered the chance to do a special thing. (sighs) That is the reason I am motivated to put those covenants to the test. And now a short break for a word about our sponsor. Look, if you have kids, listen up. Trying to find ways to balance all of life's expectations and still find time to teach our kids in the home is wicked tough. I get it, I've got four kids of my own. Well, I have found a service to make this easy for you. It's a game changer, people. Come Follow Me FHE will take out all of the guesswork when implementing home-centered teaching with the Come Follow Me program. So Christians and members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints can have weekly access to lesson bundles that align exactly with the New Testament study for this year. The lessons are geared towards primary age kids and aim to make gospel learning purposeful, engaging, and dare I say, joyful and fun in your home. So serious, it is five bucks a month, people. Five bucks a month for all of this plan for you. Follow Come Follow Me FHE on Instagram at Come Follow Me FHE to catch weekly coaching on the materials. So just for us Women With Fire listeners, woo! We are offering you a free month to come follow me, FHE. Use code WOMENWITHFIRE, and it's good through the end of October 2019. All right, back to the podcast. 
I really love that you are addressing seekers because I really think that none of us are perfect at this covenant keeping thing, right? And that, and that's okay. We need to know that, that God rewards us for doing our best and trying over and over and over again. And so this is, our covenant keeping is not a perfect thing <laughs> because we're not perfect and we're trying to figure it out. And that is why the atonement is a real thing is because not only does the atonement allow for these covenants to be binding, but it also allows for us to keep trying. And that is so, so important. And so that when Sarah is talking about this being like a guarantee, the reason why it's a guarantee is because it literally binds us to God. And there are two types of covenants. Um, in the in the Bible dictionary, it talks about the two types. And there are covenants that are personal, right? This is me going to the temple. And that there are covenants that God gives to a people. And if we can focus on our personal covenants that we make in the temple and at baptism, if we can focus on being really good at that, then that takes care of the group covenants. So he does group covenants when like with the land of America, right? And he also gave group covenants to a people and God's covenant people. We hear that a lot. And so if we are focusing on our covenants and figuring out like, what does that actually mean? Like, what do our covenants actually mean? And how are we seeing it in our lives? Then the group covenant is taken care of. So we need you. Like we need each of us like standing up and saying, you know what? This is what's happening in the world right now. And it's really popular and cool. And oh my gosh, I, I feel like now I'm talking to my teenager. Just kidding. He's 12. But <laughs> Um, but you, but I am sorry that I'm sorry to say that because of social media and I love social media, um, we get, we, as women are getting really wrapped up in the wrong things right now. We totally are. And some of those are in direct dissonance to our covenants and, and it makes me worried. It makes me very worried because the reality is I need you. I need you and I need Sarah and Sarah needs me. And we all need to stand up and take a stand for our covenants. Even if that means <laughs> we have to wear mom shorts. Actually, they're very in right now. <laughs> they call them Bermuda. <laughs> they call them Bermuda. And there's a lot of cutoffs happening. Anyway, it's good. <laughs> but it's not always that way. And we're not always going to be able to wear what everyone else is wearing. We're you know, we're going to have to take a stand and we've got to, I need you to, we need you to. Fantastic. And I appreciate you being so honest. Like let's come to the table and talk about the things that are hard, hard for women right now. And how can covenants bless our lives because of that? And let me welcome you into our home. Um, just last night, as we started, we're start, we just started school this morning. Um, hence the reason we're recording. Woohoo! <laughs> But let me welcome you into our home from last night. Um, one of the challenges my sweet family faces when school starts is even though they get home at what I feel like is a pretty decent time, um, they go to school really early. So bedtime is early. And it is hard for my sweet kids to be able to do everything they want between after school and when it's time for bed. Okay? That's just a reality. Am I the only mom whose no. kids are like, it's two minutes before bed and like, but I wanted to build my Lego set. You know, I mean, like that is my life right now. And 
I love that they love to build Lego sets and that there are not enough hours in the day to get it all done. So we gave each of our kids these two little tickets, um, little green tickets, and we had them right on the other side, things that they love to do after school. And then we had them also write things that they have to do after school. Sometimes they have piano lessons. My daughter isn't on the dive team. Um, you know, Donovan's playing soccer. And so we're writing things that have to be done that we enjoy and things that we think are really fun. And then we told him, look, you only have two hands and you can only hold two tickets after school. Only two. So you have got to decide what opportunities you are going to choose. And if you choose to come home and jump on and play Star Wars Battlefront, you are gonna lose the chance to play with friends. And you're choosing that, but just know you only have room for two. And some days you only have room for one, right? And so we're trying to teach what, and like in the business world, it's called opportunity costs, right? That's what it's called. Um, in your world, it's called like good, better, best, right? Um, we are trying to constantly choose what we are allowing our time to consume and our spirit to consume. And our covenants are all about that. When you start thinking of the words um, sacrifice, okay, how, how does that apply to your time? And, and you, you start thinking about the, the covenants that you've made at baptism and, and how, how we prepare for the sacrament and like all these different things that we are constantly put in situations in which we have to choose the opportunity cost. And I think what that takes is um, anyone who is seeking, which is all of us to take a step back and to hold our hands up and say, what do I really want to prioritize and hold right now in my life? Because I want to be qualified. And I've heard a rumor that I can see God more fully in my life if my covenants are there. And so how, what can I hold? What's in my deck right now that can bring me to be the person that I want? And I love when we talk about this idea of guarantees. Guarantees. When you choose the right things to hold, there are guarantees that it will bring you closer to God. There are no guarantees life isn't going to be hard and unpredictable. And gosh, you got to be flexible. Listen to our past episode. You've got to be flexible. But if you want to be close to God, there is a guaranteed path and it is covenants. It is covenants. And I can't tell you how many people who I know who have gone through really hard things, whether that's with their marriage or with their kids or just life or, you know, um, employment or whatever. And those who choose to turn to the temple and their covenants have peace and strength and the other ones struggle more. They do. And, and it's because of holding fast to those covenants. And, you know, I was in, um, Utah, I spoke at my, in my home ward girls camp and I was trying to like figure out what, what did they need to hear? You know, like what, what things were they struggling with? And one of my friends is a counselor in the junior high. So she has, she has got a pulse on things. <laughs> and she said that just in the junior high, the, the things that was coming up is that these junior high kids, and you, you have to know, right? They're like 13, 12, 13, 14, right? And they're really struggling seeing the connection between rules and um, why that's good for them and why they, they're feeling really tied down, right? Tied down and like they are putting, having all these restrictions on them. When in reality, the rules are giving them more options, right? They're giving them more freedom. And I really think um, we're going to talk about like 
binding together with covenants and in just a second, but I, I, you know, we can look at the rope in two ways, right? The, the rope of the, um, the rules, like they're, they feel like they're being bound down and not able to do anything, but in reality, it is tying us to goodness, right? The keeping the commandments they were talking about rules, right? But keeping rules, if you keep the rules in school, then you're more able to write, uh, like, get better grades and you have more options in the future and um, teachers are like you more and you're not getting punished and you know you you have those kinds of things and that's true in our covenants is those the commandments bind us to God and give us more strength and power this is so eye-opening as I've got a middle schooler coming up to be thinking um, about those things and if I can just be really forward I just feel like gone are the days in which parents can just build and protect and save their kids. Gone are the days. The real, and that is not to discourage you, but I have heard from the mouth of our prophet, Russell M. Nelson, him say um, a higher and holier way on numerous occasions to the youth regarding ministering, regarding changes, higher, holier way. I do believe that the higher, holier way to save kids happens in the soul of the child, right? And we've got some podcasts coming up about that, some guests that are going to talk about that. But I have just flown with this idea to think I can put up as much, as many barriers and as many rules as I want. And the efforts need to come in the convincing of the child that this is Best for them and their soul. And I recently listened to an interview with Dr. Um, Jennifer Finlayson Fife. Spoiler alert, season six, she's coming, <laughs> in which she talked about, and we will talk to her about this, about teaching chastity to young people. And that gone are the days of saying bad, 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 bad until you're married. She said, welcome the days, and I'm not quoting her exactly, but what if we start talking to them about that the feelings we are having are good, but more importantly, is what you are doing and acting on right now pointing you to where you want to go? So allowing kids, even at young ages, to start projecting and vocalizing who they want to be. Who do I want to be? And I have to say, Michelle, as I sit here, I have real heroes out there in the world, some that know me and some that don't. And I look at them and I think, that is who I want to be. That is who I want to be. And the reality is that person was built string by string by string into a strong, incredible rope that can move nations. You know, that is how it happens. Yes. And that is like, I, I love the visualization of a rope because, um, actually Elder Talk Bednar, let's do, because Elder Bednar talked about this. Yes. Right? And we keep hinting at it and I'm like, we got to just say it. Let's just say it. Let's just say it. <laughs> so Elder Bednar talks about this. Um, it's ga gathers together in one, all things in Christ. Um, but he talks about rope. I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Ropes are made from strands of fabric, plants, wire, or other materials that are each individually twisted or braided together. Interestingly, substances that may be quite unexceptional can be woven together and become exceptionally strong. Thus, effectively connecting and building ordinary materials can produce an extraordinary tool. 
Just as a rope obtains its strength from the many intertwined individual strands, so the gospel of Jesus Christ provides the greatest perspective of truth and offers the richest blessings as we heed the admonition of Paul to gather together in one all things in Christ. Now, I feel pretty ordinary, <laughs> right? Like, I love the visual visualization of this because your individual strands don't have to be made of gold. They don't have to be these anything special. Um, but it's the individual things that we do every day that make a difference. And that those people that are your heroes and that are my heroes are normal people too, but they chose. They made a decision and they chose. And they chose to make those little strands that we do every day, they chose things that bound them to Christ. And yeah, Michelle, like, amen, amen, amen on so many of these things. And I love that he brought in the apostle Paul. Paul was like the epic example of tethering himself to the Lord. As we have been reading about his final journeys and in our study and all those things, I am just amazed at how he is tethered to the Lord because of specific elements of his testimony, that he knows that God has a plan. He believes God that it shall be even as it was told. This is all in, in Acts, um, that he knows God has a plan for him. I know God. I know whose I am and whom I serve. Like These are all strands of rope that he has busted his buns for from city to city to city. And I think like I have a competitive edge to me and I love that this concept of the ropes and tethering, it puts us all on level playing fields. It doesn't matter if you have money. It doesn't matter if you're married. It doesn't matter. Like all these things that you feel like may, may put you at a disadvantage. I think we can call it out and say, bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that we, you and I, we are on a level playing field and we are here to help each other strand by strand by strand by strand. So please be someone that is reaching out, providing opportunities for people to grow and gain those individual strands in their life so that they can better tether themselves to God. There's no skipping. You can't skip from one strand to the big, big, huge rope, like there is no skipping. And I, as a competitive person, I love that because it just means I'm responsible for making this happen and becoming who I want to become. Yes. And this happens um, through, I, I think we can get caught up in the, like, what do I need to do? Like, what are the most, I don't know, there's a lot to do, right? You talked about having two hands. There's a lot to do in this world and there's a lot to do in this life. And I think we can run it by run our actions and our choices through the filter of the covenants that we've made, you know, and where do we, where's the good, better, best with each of these things that we're, you know, with, cause there's a lot of good things I do, but I don't want to just be good. Right. We want to be the best. <laughs> and so if you're struggling with that, it's a good filter to think about the covenants that we've made and where do where do these the activities you're deciding between where do they lie in that filter so this has been so good i am so excited about this season <laughs> and you'll notice we actually didn't we haven't even named specific covenants that we have made we believe so strongly that that foundation of pumping you up to say 
covenants matter and I want in, that that's actually the most important step that, that we desire to want to be part of this. And so we want our voices to be added to others' voices and your voice as we figure out how covenants bless our day-to-day. And we'll get more into specific covenants and what that means, but man, pump yourself up. Like there is something to this. There are opportunities here. There are guarantees here that just are not offered in the world. Go figure, go figure, right? Right. Hooray. So good. Well, you guys, thank you so much for being here for this episode next week. It's going to be good. So tune in next week. We sure adore you and we hope you're hanging out with us on Instagram. And we also hope that you are sharing this with your friends because we want your friends to be our friends and we need more covenant keeping women. I think there's even a conference talk about it. So we want to be together and to bind together through covenants. So thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next week. you guys that was a great episode right well do you want a little bit more or a lot more well we have it for you head over to the womenwithfire.com slash bonus and you're going to find two bonus episodes that you can download that can literally get your soul on fire right now so sarah and i get asked to speak at places a lot and we have two most requested topics and we are tackling them and giving them right to your inbox So Sarah's topic is Satan is at the Y, not at BYU, my friends. It is at the Y, and she dives in uh, and tells you how to get over the questions. Then you can pop over and listen to Michelle talk about like the things she's most fabulous at talking about, and that is God is speaking. Do you hear him? If you feel like revelation is sort of a tripping point for you, she has got some incredible ways that you can better hear the Lord in your everyday life. So these are bonus episodes. You can jump on right now at thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus. Download them right now, and there is more for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for joining us at the Women With Fire podcast.